0: hi guys welcome to channel 69 where we discuss kinks pinks, stinks and everything in between this is where Remy, first i want to say i'm so so sorry for not posting in a while i literally have no excuse i've just been living life <laughs> that's my only excuse but today i'm back with an episode on vaginismus and for those of you who are wondering
1: what that is tune in listen okay i have a guest today hi my name is jamie um i work for a uh, sex toy and lingerie uh, business what is vaginismus So, vaginismus can kind of be, you know, sort of uh, something called a psychosexual condition, which basically means that it is um, a psychological response which causes a physical reaction, and it basically means um, for a lot of women they can't have penetrative vaginal sex because they um, their brains essentially send like panic signals down to your vagina and causes cramping, which basically means uh, penetrative sex is either impossible or incredibly painful.
0: So in layman's terms it's basically painful sex yeah it's really painful sex so are there types of vaginismus because when in my research i heard that there's primary and secondary vaginismus
1: yeah so your primary vaginismus i um, vaginismus is something that you um are born with so you assume that you just always had it secondary vaginismus is vaginismus which means that it was kind of um gained through trauma Mm. so
0: it's basically where you had um non-painful sex before and then you start having extremely
1: painful sex all the time
0: are there any treatments for vaginismus?
1: So generally in terms of treatment, um, what you'll be recommended initially is um, something called like a hospital grade lube, which basically is lubricant they use to completely numb an area, um, which is incredibly problematic for a number of reasons. I know when I was personally um, prescribed it, I wasn't actually told what it would do. And it wasn't until I read the pamphlet that I kind of realised that this man had given me... Um, lubricant, which would just completely numb the area, so I wouldn't be able to feel. If it worked, I wouldn't be able to feel the sex. It would be purely so that my partner could put it in me. Oh, that's disgusting. Oh, ah, yeah. so I mean, it no pleasure at all. No, so it's basically lubricant that they put on you, like um, for during like um, medical procedures. That is so fucked. Mm. Are are there any treatments that work? Uh, treatment generally, they like to combine like. Um, psychological therapy with use of dilators so dilators are basically um they look like little dildos (laughs) there's like no other way to describe it they look like dildos and they get just like a bit wider and a bit wider and a bit wider until you get also like those butt plug sets yeah yeah you know until you get to what they class as like normal penis size up to large penis size oh damn okay (laughs) and you basically like you'll put them in like for 15 minutes a day with lube and then you take it out.
0: So um
1: have you tried that? Yeah, so Is it painful? Um sore like when you go up a new level because it has to be it's mainly a psychological, you know, um reaction that causes it. So you need to be kind of progressing psychologically to be able to progress physically. So, you know, it was painful because I wasn't kind of there mentally. Um, I've only just started to be able to have vaginal penetrative sex. Oh, um, So I was using dilators, but for me, it just kind of... We kind of got there naturally because we went through more like a trusting place in our relationship. Other than that, are there any other treatments that you know of? No. So <laughs> no, <laughs> no? like That's depressing, but no, it, it's... It really is kind of psychological, your dilators and your lube. That's that's really, because there's no research in it.
0: That's horrible. In one of the things I read, they were talking about uh, Kegels. Do Kegels help
1: with vaginismus? (sighs) Kegel balls um, fail at the point of, if you can't get it inside of you, it's not going to work. I know for a fact, a year ago, I would not have been able to put Kegel balls inside of me because I tried. and so it really depends on what stage you're at. If you're somebody who can use a tampon or insert a finger, then it will be incredibly uncomfortable. K- the Kegel balls are for um, strengthening your pelvic floor. Mm. They're not for dilation. So you're not really doing anything, in my experience. I'm not a doctor. I don't know. Mm. But... I, I don't think it would help you much. Because if you can't get something inside of you, how can you yeah, use it? Yeah,
0: how can you do the kegels? Mm. What has your experience been with your vaginismus? How did you get to have um, amazing sex? Because I remember when I first met yeah. you at the laundry store, yeah. you were like, yeah, but I still have amazing yeah. sex. And I was like, how? You know, I was like, what the fuck? You know, because, like yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I love my clip. But for me, it's it's penetration. So I was wondering, like, how do you have enjoyable sex? Because I know that's a lot of the questions I got. It's like, how do you have enjoyable sex when you have the condition?
1: I think the biggest thing that helps is to really redefine what you think of as sex. I think it's really easy, if you've always been able to have penetrative sex, whether you're, you know, dating men, women, anything in between, to forget that the definition is so easily, like... um, penis and vagina or penetration of some kind Mm. if you stop thinking of sex as entering then Mm. it's all it's so freeing to do and it means that you can kind of understand that any you know positive exciting great sexual experience can class as sex yeah you know um because when i was dating women Mm us going down on each other was classed as sex when i started dating you know somebody with a penis all of a sudden people is just a blowjob yeah (laughs) yeah people were just trying to tell me that it wasn't sex so for me i think the most important things are you know comes to terms with the fact that you are still having sex even if it's not penetrative that's very true because when i think of my own sexual experiences i still include
0: women in my so-called body count which is horrible that i keep it Still, like, think of women as part of like my body count, yeah. but I've not had any penetration, which yeah. is very interesting. But then with men, it's only like once they've penetrated yeah. me, I'm like, yeah, we've had sex. But yeah, when I give them a blowjob, I'm like, no, we didn't have sex. <laughs> we're, we're taking it slow. We, we didn't have sex. We're taking it real slow. I just give them a blowjob, a quick,
1: uh, <laughs> you know, just a little. Uh, uh. Anyway, sorry. Well, go so on. Right, yeah, on. I yeah that's the, um the first thing, and then just try and be really creative, like. Try everything. things, try bondage, try edging, Ooh. try like, just try everything, because it's, why not? Be creative, it, you know, and that's easy to say, especially if you're with a partner who like might not get it completely, you know, they just think they're working towards that vaginal mm. penetration. And I've met a lot of women like that, you know, and that's really sad. But if you're hopefully with, if somebody's like that, don't be with them. It's not, Paid. you know, but working towards, you know, just, or, you know, just, just coming instead of, you know, I want to, I want to stick my dick in you, you know, mm. it, it just focusing on have a great time exploring each other. The only thing I'd say is experiment. That's 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 the thing. Experiment. So yeah. what type
0: of toys are the best for someone with vaginismus? Because you work at mm. a sex store. Yeah. So what are the type of toys you recommend to someone who's coming in and they're like, I really
1: want to masturbate, but yeah, it feels like I can't do shit. You know. Yeah. So I'd say it depends on kind of what stage you're at. If you're somebody who can um like use a finger, maybe there are toys um which are thin enough that they mimic almost the size of a finger or just over. So if you really want internal penetration and you are at that stage, then they're great. Um, The big thing I'd say is like, clit stims, get a fuck off wand, like (laughs) a huge one. Because here's the thing, clit, like, um, vibrators are great when you're on top or when they're on top, but the second you're like, in doggy and you're like, hang on guys, like give me 20 minutes to find my clit from (laughs) and then like, one movement and it's gone. Like, get a wand. It's just, it's simpler. Um, Try remote control. Remote control's fun. Um, Ten, avoid anything which is not, like, um, silicon. Okay. Hard plastic toys are not great because sometimes you can become really sensitive and out of nowhere, and that can be made worse by using something which is, like, quite hard plastic or hard uh, metal abrasive um so go with your body safe silicone um really try and think about what kind of stimulant your you know your clit likes like you like whether it's you know just like constant vibration whether it's you know um like different going up and down in terms of power like flicking on and off like find that because you know, if, if, you're, if you're going for your clit all the time, you've got to, you know, make sure you know what you're doing and make sure it's, you know, interesting and fun every time. But I'd say stay with your clit stims. Your clit stims are your kind of, you know, golden.
0: How do you talk to your partners about having vaginismus?
1: Um, so I discovered that I had vaginas as well with one partner and then with my next partner I was kind of at the stage where I felt very comfortable and, you know, confident in telling someone that. I'd say the number one thing that you need to do is understand that you don't have to tell everyone that you meet who is a potential sexual partner that you have vaginismus like you can go on a first day with someone and if you don't you know if you don't know maybe you might sleep with them but if you don't think you will you don't have to tell them that's not their right to know um but get to a point where you feel comfortable and confident in sharing that with somebody and in your own kind of sex life um, and just come out with it. I told my fella on the first date because I was like, "Fancy this man." <laughs> so I told him, you know, and it was it was literally just me going. Never say you can't have sex because that's not true. Mm-hmm. You know, don't 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 say that. But the way I went about it was just by going, you know, I have this, and it means that I don't do penetrative sex, but you know, I still have a great time. You know, it's it's still brilliant and it's still fun. You know, and. If you can present it in a light hearted way and with the positives, because, you know, if you get down about it and you're like, you know, well, I, I can't do this and, you know, because I can't do that. It's just going to put you back in the mindset you don't need to be. Mm-hmm. It should just be like telling somebody that you wear contact lenses. Exactly. I feel like
0: a lot of times when we talk about sex, when we talk about certain um issues we
1: talk about in such a negative light mm. but we never just think of like saying it light like these are realities of being a yeah. human like between like seven and fifteen percent of the population are diagnosed with, vi- with vaginismus but they estimate that it, there must be so many more people it's mm-hmm. just that people aren't coming forward or doctors aren't listening because they're embarrassed to talk about it you know they think that they just need to use more lube or you know their partner's just really big like you know mm. we're not kind of talked about this and people are ashamed to ask about it
0: and the thing is i remember even when i was losing my virginity you're always told that sex is meant to be this kind of yeah. painful experience because that's when i guess you know it's you're like a virgin yeah. or like you've not been around or something mm. but then it's like a lot of women grow up thinking sex should be painful yeah and they i agree with what you said completely because i have a lot of friends who've told me they have painful sex mm. and like even in like the poll that we did on my story yeah. a bunch of people had had yeah. painful sex it was like whoa this is ridiculous like the statistics are crazy just even just on my mm. followers so speaking of lube right so the women who use the um the dilators yes. right in the progressive therapy um what lube is best for that
1: either go for something that's silicon based or something that's ph balanced if you can find one that's both that's golden um but generally what you'll find is if you've got vaginismus or even just if you're you know wanting to use dilators you might be slightly sensitive to um things that are in normal lubes Mm. ph balance basically means there's no perfumes there's no nothing it's just the plainest purest lube you can get um, if you don't really have a problem with that and you want something that's a bit more industrial Then go for something that's silicon based because it's basically a plain lubricant But it's a lot thicker because it's not based in water mm. So that tends to be like good for Any brand suggestions? Um, and some are really good um, Just because they've got they've got that kind of range and they do offer both of those You can also get some um, I think there's a one in Durex which is a thicker one like a silicon based lube um, But you know that's where I buy mine
0: People also were wondering, in some of the questions that they had, at what age did you realise you had vaginismus?
1: Uh, I started trying to masturbate when I was about 12. So that's when I knew that there was something wrong. And then uh, when I was about 15 was when I kind of learned what kind of vaginismus was. And it, you know, led me to knowing. I knew something was wrong from being 12, but actually from learning what it was, it was about 15 wow so how did you learn what it was it was just on like telly one day it was was on some advert um and i googled it because i was like you know what is this it was on telly and you know you read symptoms and you see things and you think that's a bit like me me. (laughs) like that's that's exactly what why i have it or you know what what's happening to me and you know i went to the doctor and basically asked them and it's very difficult to get a vaginismus diagnosis because a lot of doctors don't think it exists, mm-hmm. which is very unfortunate. Um, and because it's a, you know, it's also partly a psychological condition, it's very hard to like do a test for it. You know, because the only real test would be if they kind of, you know, try to insert something in me, and that's not, yeah, yeah, that's not really ethical or right. not at all, yeah, <laughs> not at all. But you know, because of that you gotta fight hard but i think i got my diagnosis when i was 16 so it's about a year so she's very
0: short what would you say right now to someone who's listening and is thinking they have vaginismus mm-hmm. or is struggling to get a diagnosis from a yeah. doctor what advice
1: would you give to basically your younger self if you're thinking you might have it go on the nhs website um don't go on like doctor google like it you know go on a registered medical sites you know nhs is the good one to start if you want more confirmation go on different medical journals and just read about it you know the the symptoms are you know not being able to insert anything or very little vaginally extreme pain um on like when attempting penetration and sometimes you can have soreness from the outside as well like they're the biggest things um you know, if you have those symptoms, then just do just do your research and then ask a doctor, you know. And if you're at that stage where you're trying to get your diagnosis with a doctor, it's really horrible, but the only thing you can say is like just keep going and keep shouting. Mm-hmm. Because it's it's not something that is a conversation. It's you know it it can be an argument. Keep going. Mm-hmm because eventually you'll get there you know it's shit that you've got to fight for it but don't give it up because it's so so um lovely when you finally have that diagnosis it changes nothing it doesn't make <laughs> anything better like half people still don't believe that what it is but you do go home at night and you've got a smile on your face because like someone's yeah listens. someone's listened and then you can be forward from there so are there support groups there definitely will be yeah online um of of different women but because again because it's so like unheard of there isn't a lot of media out there about it Mm. you know there should be more there should be more so have you found personally any support groups i did i never personally went looking for any support groups it wasn't something that i was particularly interested in but i'm sure you could find them you know Mm. there's a lot more like women on instagram um now who you know in tiktok I've seen a couple of women on TikTok who talk about it and have
0: it. Closing remarks you want to say, funny stories, great stories about having sex with vaginismus. Anything you want to share you about your lovely sex
1: experiences? Oh, I have one and it's it's funny, but I don't know. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so, <clears throat> I, um, my... Partner and I, we really wanted to try like remote control, so we bought a remote control clip vibe, and it was a very good toy, <laughs> very very strong, and um, you know he, it was great. And I came, and you know we were sort of sat and talking and laughing, <laughs> and um, my boyfriend made. I was so relaxed from this sex toy. Um, my brand my <laughs> my boyfriend made me laugh so hard I actually shit myself. Oh, God. I actually shat myself. Um, and that is the goal, I guess. I immediately, like, you know, was like, fuck. And I went to the loo and my fellow, bless him, thought that I was having a flare-up. And he was, like, on the other side of the door, like, are you okay? Do you need anything? Like, are you in pain? Like, oh, God. You know, do you need anything? And I was like, yes, I'm fine. Because obviously, how? what do you do? You just shat yourself. Like, how are you going to be like, no, it's all fine, baby. Like, No. <laughs> Like, and so he thought that made him think I was in pain more because I was being really blunt. And eventually I was just like, I've shot myself. <laughs> he pissed himself. He thought it was so funny, um, but, I was, but yeah. Oh, bless him. He was so intense, he was like, are you okay? And I was like, this is really lovely of you, but I'm kind of want to die right now.
0: <laughs> but I feel like that's what sex is. Sex is those funny moments. Yeah. If you're not laughing during sex, you're not having good sex. No. That is literally the the goal. You have to be able to laugh during yeah. sex. Guys, so now we're going to have a question and answer period with my friend Tanai. Tonight say hi. Hi, guys. She is from Cyprus. She's a bad beat, And yep. she has some questions for Jamie. Please. So, obviously, I didn't really know anything about...
1: Um, I don't even know how to pronounce it, which is um, quite... Yes, so I'm very curious about um, when you said when you managed to understand what it was, yeah. you still struggled to have penetrative sex, yeah. so... So I basically got to a point where um, I think something kind of flipped a switch in my brain, you know, with my with my fellow. I'd always, you know, obviously trusted him completely, um, but I think just one day it just kind of worked, you know. We got to a point where we were at a point where we kind of stopped and I was like, I think, I think I'm, you know, just... I said to him, I think I'm really horny cause I'm gonna try and ask you to put it in me, which is not a sexy line at all, but like there is. And you know, we kind of stopped and was like, you know, sh- should we try? And we did and it worked and you know, which is great. And I think it's literally just that like, I got to a point of like, comfortableness and I just felt safe. And so my brain kind of was like, okay, we'll try. You know, and now it's, you know, great. And we, you know, it's, just, it's another element of our sex life. And you know, is it more common in your sex life now? Yeah, yeah, it is. You know, we're kind of getting more... I- I'm getting used to it, you know, and he's very good at it, so that makes, sense. <laughs> oh, okay. it makes, a, it makes a big difference. But there are still times when, like, I won't be able to do it or, you know, I'll be in a little bit of pain afterwards, you know. I can't always use penetrative toys still because I'm still working on knocking that part of my brain um mm. but you know I, yeah my brains kind of accepted my fella so oh, we're, we're getting so right. there keep us the vibe check okay yeah. so bef- my vagina <laughs> <laughs> so before before you and your man managed to do this mm. um obviously you two were independently probably masturbating right yeah yeah so did you ever feel like when watching porn like Did it ever affect you watching porn? Because mainly porn has a lot of penetration. No, because I, like, was mainly watching lesbian porn. So, like, it's... I think that's one reason why I was quite lucky. But, you know, because I date both sexes, I'd kind of mainly only watch lesbian porn. And, um... Of all sexes, sorry. um, It's just not a bigger feature. Like, when you watch the stuff that's not made for men, when it's just, like, them on a double ender, You know, but that's not to the point. You know, um luckily i didn't but it, i think it's a good point because i think a lot of women might feel yeah, quite curious about yeah you know because if i was like if i if you were straight let's say you only liked men, yeah would you have ever like do you know what i mean i would have double thought about it i'm quite oh. i think i'm quite lucky that the you know the my fella is as understanding oh, no, i'm very lucky that you know is i mm. was understanding and kind of Easygoing as he is, because I think it's, you know, a lot, of, a lot of women probably experience men being like, well, let me just try, or, you know, let me you just. Ain't have me it yeah. Yeah, you want not this dick. Yeah, yeah. It's not magic. It's <laughs> so do you expect consent each and every time? <coughs> I think always. it, yeah, consent always, for obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for, for pen- my partner and I have a kind of, you know, understanding that while both of us can at all points. like not feeling it today you know we don't kind of ask every time but i think that's just kind of a it's always consensual Mm. it's always like we're feeling it i'm not just like waking them up like hi babe um (laughs) but yeah for penetration there is always that little Mm. conversation normally i'm like let's have sex like normally Mm. it's me but you know but yeah we always do have that little conversation because sometimes you know it it might it hasn't happened yet but there might be a time when it doesn't work because I'm just having a bad day or you know a bad week um, so we do always have that little conversation that's good
0: is, are there any like online resources you reached out to or like specific websites or stuff that helped you when you were getting the research
1: it was literally just the NHS and the medical journals there's nothing out there for, for for you know in terms of like I'd say proper easily accessible advice normally it's always down a rabbit hole Mm. you know there's nothing out there
0: thank you so much for coming jamie we just want to put a little disclaimer jamie and i are not medical practitioners we're not doctors but we just love sex (laughs) so we wanted to tell you what we know about it and that's the episode today follow me on instagram at where remy and you guys i'll tag all my socials and i will tag jamie's socials bye guys i just wanted to add this little bit at the end of the podcast because um i know that i started this podcast in kenya and um, obviously, majority of my audience so far is from Kenya. So a lot of these resources, you might be wondering, what's the NHS and those type of websites, blah blah. You can obviously still access the NHS website for information from Kenya, of course. But obviously, you will not be able to contact them because they only work in the UK. So what I would say, if you are someone in Kenya who thinks you are struggling with vaginismus, I would say do everything Jamie said. Get the research, get the papers, if possible, even. And print them because you know kenyan doctors are very stubborn so if possible print them highlight sections that you think are necessary because this is your fucking sexual health you deserve to be having like you know sex where you're comfortable and you also deserve to have a diagnosis and have a doctor listen to you so make sure you get all that research and i would suggest going to nairobi women's hospital primarily because they deal with a lot of issues just um based on women um in general especially due to sexual assault and stuff like that so they're more likely to be sympathetic and they're more likely to listen and to give you a chance i would also say talk to your gynecologist preferably if your gynecologist is a woman talk to her because women doctors are the ones who are most likely to be diagnosing vaginismus and even in the uk even abroad they're the ones who are diagnosing this the most so that's what i would say anyway deuces